Welcome back to another episode of the Conscious Locker Room Podcast. My name's Tully O'Connor and I'm the host and creator of the show and it's, it's our mission here at the Conscious Locker Room to equip you with the tools and the insights so you can live healthier, more connected, more meaningful lives. So before I introduce our guest for this week, I've got a little public service announcement because the arena men's immersion is filling up fast and there's only four spots left. So... This is the four-day immense immersion at the end of January here in uh, the southwest in Margaret River. And it's going to be an epic experience. I'm I'm really excited for it. Um, It's going to encompass a lot of different aspects. We're going to be diving into some breath work and some somatic release to help you really let go of the shit you've been carrying that you no longer want to, stepping into this next chapter of your life. We're going to be holding workshops around really getting clear on on where you want to head, um, really getting clear on making sure you're creating a lifestyle that aligns with your core values, um, running some workshops around developing a deeper level of connection in the relationships in your life. And then we've also got a, a land journey. So we're going to be um, doing a guided um, walk along a section of the Cape to Cape, which is going to be phenomenal too, and heaps of other good stuff. So if that's something that you're interested in, definitely reach out. Either email me or find me on, on Instagram at Tully O'Connor. Send me a message to lock in one of those last remaining spots. So our guest for today is Jeremy Princey, the holistic lifestyler. So Jeremy is a legend of a bloke extremely smart and really big heart i was trying to figure out what was bigger his heart or his brain (laughs) he's um yeah a genius of a man and then he really really cares about um the work that he's doing he's really passionate about it so jeremy is a expert in health and wellness and is also a registered chiropractor so he's based up uh in bunbury the holistic lifestyle hq is is in bunbury um and so he's, he's done a lot of extra studies. He's done his postgraduate studies in sports chiropractic, international sports chiropractic. And then he's also done a lot of further study in, in different fields. So he's a Czech practitioner. So he's done the holistic lifestyle coaching with the Czech Institute. And he's also studied with the Australian College of Environmental and Nutritional Medicine. So why I really wanted to have a chat to Jeremy is because he, in the world of holistic health and, um, yeah, really just treating the whole body, he's somebody that I have just been following his work and his journey for a while and really um, respect the work that he does. And he's got a big focus on the gut microbiome and gut health, um, but incorporating that into the full picture of, of somebody's lifestyle. And he's a really sought-after practitioner specializing in, in a lot of chronic health conditions. Um, so he's a wealth of knowledge. Um, he's a great bloke. And, and in this conversation, we, we dove into a lot of interesting topics. We spoke about the link between gut health and mental health um, and dove in on some specifics around that, which were really insightful. We spoke about testosterone the contributing factors to low testosterone, the impact that can have, and then some ways that you can um, improve your level of testosterone to a healthy level. Um, We also spoke about the link between sort of gut health and addiction or addictive behaviors um, and and the reason why that's there. Uh, We spoke about the importance of the individual approach when it comes to probiotics. So it it was good. Jeremy had a nice little 
little healthy rant about um, the importance of taking an individual approach to that and not just getting random full spectrum over the counter um, probiotics depending on where you're at and what you're wanting to achieve with that. Um, we spoke about fertility as well, which was a really, I didn't know the conversation was going to go that way, but Jeremy actually does a lot of work working with couples in preconception and then during pregnancy and then, um, the first few years of, of infancy as well. Um, and yeah, he just shared some insight and the importance of gut health, um, um, probiotic use, specific probiotic use during that period and just different things that both men and women can do when it comes to fertility and conception. Um, so yeah, a lot of knowledge bombs in this one. Um, definitely, I wouldn't be listening to this one on 1.5 speed. <laughs> There's a lot to take in, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you'll enjoy it as much as I did. So without further ado, enjoy this conversation with Jeremy Princey, the holistic lifestyler. Cool. All right, Jeremy, thanks for being here, man. No worries. Thanks uh, for coming down. And yeah. Up for you, actually. Yeah. And, uh, up, and there's, there's been a lot of driving recently, but it's, uh, yeah, worth a trip for sure. Cool. Um, so, yeah, to kick things off, I guess for those that don't know you and your work, because I know you're a man of many talents, but, yeah, just share with the listeners like a little bit about your background and, and kind of what you're doing in your professional life at the moment. Yeah, so at the moment, um, pretty much a almost pretty much a full-time clinical load so yeah i'm a chiropractor um and have branched off and done a bit more nutritional mm. sort of biochemical work so studied under acnum so australian college of environmental and nutritional medicine um and done a bit of work privately with with a microbiologist and kind of delved down um and just gone headfirst into the, the gut microbiome world and so i've kind of merged i guess the manual therapy chiropractic side of things with the nutritional biochemical work with bloods and the stool analysis mm. stuff with the microbiome and kind of just taken my own sort of spiel on that and and um, worked in with 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 what's congruent with my philosophy i suppose and created a a, a clinical practice based around that so been in this this spot where we, where mm. i am now for coming up to three years so just start off just me and uh, our receptionist here and humble beginnings humble <laughs> beginnings exactly had, had all the space in the in the clinic here to ourselves and then um things just bloomed and and uh the, keeping up with the demand was starting to get quite challenging and mm. just brought on other people so we've got a clinical nutritionist a bone therapist another chiro that's full-time and another chiro that's kind of part-time semi-part-time yeah she's more of a movement specialist that comes yeah. down and then an integrative GP who does a bit of work out of here as well, just the one day a week at the moment, but um, it all kind of synergistically works in together. So that's kind of professionally where I'm at at the moment with, with things. Yeah, um, nice Which is a one. bit of deviation from the years before where I was more online-based and teaching mainly fermented food workshops yeah. and gut health and, um, sort of, and then kind of more um, part-time clinical practice. Yeah. So, yeah, the last three years is just full tilt. Um, yeah. Uh, private practice and with time i'll probably transition again out to a bit more of the the teaching realm and cool. environment yeah nice yeah when i first came across your work you were definitely doing i was seeing a lot of workshops and a lot of that um mm -hmm. so that would have been about yeah sort of three and a half years ago and so what i yeah i'd love to hear about what sparked your transition to go and start exploring gut health and mm -hmm. and i, I guess and a really deep level because a lot of people talk about the gut-brain link and, and talk about gut health, like let's look at your nutrition a bit, but you've obviously gone and studied extensively into it. Mm. What actually sparked that? Was it something personally or something you were seeing in your patients or? 
Yeah, good question. Um, and so, it, well, it was really as soon as I finished uni, actually. So that's ten or so years ago now. Yeah. Um, I I've told this story a bit a bit. So if anyone's listening and heard it before, <laughs> then I don't know. Fast forward a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, but as soon as I finished my clinic exit exam. Uh, I got quite ill with a systemic bacterial infection. So okay. and prior to that, I was pretty in pretty good um, health uh, health condition. I, I can't even I don't even know the previous time before that before I even went to a GP. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it kind of struck me down pretty quick, and all of a sudden, and um, and yeah, sort of kind of pretty well bedridden, I suppose, on and off for for a good month. Yeah, wow. And just through a sequence of synchronous synchronicity, I suppose, I was introduced to a a uh, one of Paul Czech's students, a Czech um, holistic lifestyle coach, and he's also a Czech um, practitioner as well. So he kind of had the both parts of the training un- under his belt. And I, uh, one of my mates just introduced me to him and said, oh, this guy's running a, um, a wellness night at his house. You should come along. It's 80 bucks or whatever. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's a wealth of knowledge. This guy really knows his stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. So I did and went along and um, just took one look at this guy and he was just like this picture of health hey yeah like, beaming exactly so i was just like whatever he's whatever he's going to teach us tonight i'll i'll take it in and take it on board and um it was uh yeah it was basically paul check's work i suppose yep. that he was that he was kind of conveying that kind of message which is a bit of a mixture of you know whole foods western a price kind of foundation stuff a bit of paleo yeah. type spin on it um yeah but the one thing I, I guess from that night that really stuck out to me was uh, what else? What sparked my curiosity was the fermented foods, and I think it's just the scientist in me, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All this <laughs> chemistry going on his <laughs> kitchen bench and this kefir yeah. and yeah. all this wild stuff, and I was just like, this, my ears pricked up at that, and I was, yeah, and really resonated with it. Um, so that was, I kind of, you're jumping forward a little bit. That I, and then I just sort of immersed myself in that, mm. um, and. Yes, yeah, so I was really fascinated with the fermented foods and I was just researching it and then I would kind of want it and sort of playing around making it myself and mm-hmm. um, went on went on to PubMed one day and I just typed in fermented foods and health or something like that just yeah. to see if there's actually any research behind yeah. this stuff. And, I was Handy. Like, and then I found there's actually quite a bit and I was like, oh, all yeah, right, there's wow. a bit of light reading for me. Yeah. So I was looking into the, the microbiology of the fermentation process and mm-hmm. just like how it all works and realized that what people were teaching and what people were doing were... Um, very uh, out of alignment with what you know conventional microbiology has established as safe practices to ferment. Okay. So I was like, oh, maybe I should teach this stuff. Yeah. So I started teaching fermented food classes. The I suppose more the evidence based method. Yeah. Keeping it with keeping it to like histamines and the right kind of bacteria and the mm-hmm. right fermenting times and conditions because all the recipes on the internet when at that time were, the, I don't even think any of them were what i would consider a safe yeah which i found quite bizarre Mm -hmm. um so i kind of made it made it a bit of a mission to kind of go out there and actually teach the uh the actual proper health and safe recommendations yeah yeah um and did that for quite a while and then actually wrote a book on fermented foods um and never got it published i tried but a couple of the big publishers that i went to they sort of they took it and they had a look and changed their mind and ended up i just was pretty busy after that because i was Mm -hmm. more in a clinical position because time kind of went on and yeah yeah um and then the fermented foods i suppose turned more into gut health in general because the fermented foods is just one small little component yeah 
And I suppose in hindsight, not getting my book published was the lesson I kind of learnt there was as I branched off from just fermented foods and researched just the whole gut health world and all the other components to it, I was like, started to realise, well, actually fermented foods aren't necessarily maybe all that what they're cracked up to be and necessary for people and uh in fact contraindicated in in some instances Mm. when i started going down the world of doing stool analysis and looking at people's microbiomes Mm -hmm. and learning more about histamine intolerances and um you know bacterial overgrowth and things like that and um so yeah i'm kind of in some ways it's sort of a bit of a blessing that i never really (laughs) publish a book just on fermented foods um so i've kind of got it sitting there and maybe one day i'll sort of turn it into something more of a complete, revisit it yeah microbiome kind of gut health mm-hmm. book or something like that and then yeah put more of the information that i've acquired with time so and now as you yeah so as you kind of said it it is kind of full tilt with the the clinical side of it it's um mm. it's not sort of guesswork it's just like i suppose cutting edge using the the best clinical microbiome testing yeah. that's available um, a lot of research and hours from my end's gone into learning yeah. and upskilling and yeah. and combining that with um, the actual um, skin in the game, I suppose, of actually working with patients because it's one thing to, I guess, um, you know, study it and speak to microbiologists and being and, academic and labs and, that, and academic exactly, but mm. you know, end of the day, they're just sitting behind the computers looking at the at the shit literally. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Someone's got to sit there in front of the patient and take yeah. that information in a clinical setting with yeah. the, the symptoms and the, the person at hand um, and work out, so what do you do with that? Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just been a, a wild and fascinating journey and yeah, um, been very fortunate to, to touch many lives, I suppose, mm. in, in quite a profound way for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's quite a humbling, been quite a humbling experience. I can imagine. And so a lot of the people that you end up working with from this standpoint, is it more um, like complicated chronic health stuff or is it any performance-based stuff? Like do you, does your average person mm. off the street kind of fight? Like who, who what's your kind of, yeah, population yeah, that you're so working I with mean, mainly? primarily it's um it is definitely more complicated cases yeah and as the years have gone by it's just getting it's getting more and more complicated okay just, i guess by default when you the more you've been doing it and reach more of i suppose an expert status in some ways you, you start to navigate and and, and attract that yeah. kind of clientele so um which is making my life harder yeah <laughs> taking on a lot not only um the complexities of the case but also the the emotional attachment to the 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 you know mm. the, the years of the that that person sitting in front of you has been suffering i suppose yeah and, um when you when you're the practitioner that they've come to after they're seeing you know 10 20 other people and they're at their kind of wits end it's it's hard from as a practitioner perspective to um to really not get your feathers wet i suppose yeah and, and um take on too much of that emotional load because naturally i'm quite a sensitive person yeah. so yeah it is um it, that does get to me a bit and i'm working uh in, in ways to kind of protect my own self yeah. within that but in answering your question yeah, it's complex cases like autoimmune type things yeah um and, and it's not always people just coming in now with you know i've got constipation or i've got diarrhea all the time and you know i've got bloating and gas and my farts stink and yeah clearing the house type of thing. <laughs> yeah. now it's more uh, more complex autoimmune things where oh yeah it's a, a wide array more females for sure yeah, yeah females okay tend to be the um 
the ones that seek help. But yeah. to get a few guys that come in that their wives have sent them in or their partners yeah. are, are re- and they're, they're just kind of reluctant, they come in. And they're some of the best ones to work with, to be honest, because yeah. you get some of these guys, you know, especially some of the ones that are a bit rough around the edges and yeah. they're like, um, I've got all these, you know, they, all these issues and stuff like that and they've never really done anything about it. And then um, I feel like I can, can relate to them pretty well and mm. um, I think that's what they need. Like they just need someone who can be relatable and and um, communicate with them on at their level as well. Mm. So you get these guys and, and um, you know, we run a stool test on them and, th- and then we sit down and we go through it and they're actually quite fascinated and when they can sort of see all this objective data and yeah. and someone to put it into some sort of perspective for mm-hmm. them, they actually, I found a lot of those guys actually in many ways um, follow their programs more to the T than some of the females, which is yeah. quite interesting. Interesting. Ca- I mean, there's occasion you get a bloke, you'll come in and, you know, they'll do it for a bit and then they yeah. see him again type of thing. Yeah. You get that. But some of these guys, they just they really surprised me and amazed mm. me. And they just, you know, they go, go at it and they change their life and they yeah. just do a full flip around and and just seeing them from the start, you can see, you know, their skin's all yeah. you know, anemic and, you know, they the black under their eyes and you can just see that they're, you know, internally this, that things aren't struggling, aren't going so well for them. Yeah. Um, and then even sometimes just a month later into their program with following everything, they just come in. I saw a guy yesterday actually, and I just he happened to pop into the clinic to grab some supplements, and um, I could just see his face. I was like, "Geez, he's, he's made a huge turnaround." Yeah. Like, and he was the one that kind of surprised all of us because um, one of my other co- one of my other colleagues sent him in to see me. He's like. I go see you can you can go see see Jeremy and he can he can sort you out if you want with your gut stuff and yeah um, yeah so yeah I yeah. suppose that's the the clientele I guess yeah yeah and what do you think's behind that resistance like <laughs> of guys because like you say once they're because I kind of get this in my work mm. as well it's like there's a resistance until a certain point and then it's oh like yeah what do you find that tipping point is is it the objective data the science like and that side of things or, or what do you think it is for them i think so um it's a good a good question probably yeah just i guess investing in it for one because it's not yeah. a cheap process that's yeah. the other thing by the time you pay my consulting fees yeah um a stool analysis the stool analysis itself is anywhere between 380 and just over 400 bucks yeah which you can't get any medicare rebate so mm-hmm. you're already up for you've already put you know thrown a bit of money into it yeah. so then I suppose there's that investment from that end. Yeah. Um, but I think just maybe it's just being in the presence of another guy. Yeah. That's actually willing to listen to them and want to help them. And mm. um, I guess the buy-in for some of them is they, some, you know, some of them probably just take a look at me and they're probably like, oh, you know, he's a, he's a healthy guy. The, the guys Similar around to what, what you did to that original. Yeah, in, in some <laughs> ways probably. And I mean, yeah. I... Um, I mean, I grew up in this town, so I, I've, I suppose, in some somewhat a bit of a community around here. Yeah. Um, and I take good care of myself, and I'm at the mm-hmm. gym consistently, and yeah. um, have a, a strong self care practice. Um, and I think that with time, people have just learnt to know who I am in some yeah. ways. Yeah. And, um, and some of these guys probably see me as, in some ways, a bit of a role model. I yeah. Guess, and yeah. Someone yeah. That, that 
that seems to know what they're talking about mm. and I want a piece of that. Yeah. It's the same when I go to the gym. Like I get guys wanting to wanted to train and pick my brains yeah. and that sort of stuff, but you know, I've got my headphones in, game face <laughs> yeah. on and, and Could have made me more own obvious. type of yeah, thing. Yeah. But you still you still get hounded a little bit. But yeah. um so I think that's maybe a bit of a driving yeah. factor. Like that integrity between what you're saying, what your message is and mm. then I guess enough of that collective community like mm. reinforcement of, of that's where you're at. Yeah, yeah. Because men, I mean, men don't really like to get help, right? Yeah, it's just <laughs> for the <laughs> most wolf. part. I mean, there's there's maybe a, bit, a a shift with things a bit more so these days, but yeah. for the most part, it's pretty the, taking those initial steps from a man, a man is probably quite confronting and hard. Yeah. Um, and sadly, um, with men and young men in particular, I see um some quite some serious issues like things gotcha. like especially sexual performance issues i mean yeah. I'm getting you know 18 19 20 year olds that can't get an erection and it's like Shit. that's a worry yeah like, you know you should be hard on demand at that age yeah pretty much. yeah and, um so maybe that's a bit of a driving factor for some men too when you start getting to that point when things aren't the working pain so point well gets big enough yeah, yeah. exactly um, maybe that's where the you know the they bite the bullet a little bit. Yeah, and the ego kind of goes out the door and yeah, and um, you know unveil the true colors a yeah. bit and open up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so even just using that example, like like sexual function, then coming bringing back to gut health, like the mm. gut impacts so many things. Like I've done some reading myself, but it's a well speaking before. There's so many different rabbit holes to go down, and yep. it's almost like the rabbit holes are getting bigger. Um, there seems to be like a, a common awareness that that gut health affects mental health. Um, well, I feel like it's getting more common anyway. Mm-hmm. But can you speak into into that? Like a lot of the people I work with are kind of doing personal development. They're they're putting in time, effort, often resources to improve their state of being. Mm. And I find a lot of people can miss miss the physical pillar a mm-hmm. little bit. Can you speak to I guess the link between gut health? Yep. And, and mental health a bit. Sure. How long have we got? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I mean. I'm uh, like, that's why I wanted to come and talk to you because I'm like, it's so... I'll try to hit the main, the main yeah, points. Yeah, just for the average, and I know you work with complex cases, mm. but for the average person, just to almost enough, because I find that once people know enough mm. to prioritize it then some change can start to happen so sure. yes to yeah. do your best <laughs> yeah let, let me uh let me share a few stories so mm. there was an interesting study that they did um where they got two uh they got a, a specific type of fruit fly a specific strain or whatever it is of, of fruit fly mm-hmm. and they separated them out into two separate groups mm. um, they fed one group of the the fruit fly just a sugar-based diet um, which is, I think, it was they use molasses as their, their feed, and the other the other group they fed them a starch based diet, so more of a complex carbohydrate type diet. Mm-hmm. So they did that for a period of time. I can't remember the exact details. It's gone back a little while now. Yeah. And then they got the two groups, and then they put them into one environment together collectively. And what they found was there was a strong, almost like a hundred percent sexual preference for the ones that were on the, on the same diet sexually went for the same ones in the same diet so basically all the ones that were eating the molasses based diet would sexually be attracted to each other and have sex and the ones on the the starch based diet would as well and then what they did is they took those 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 fruit fly and they basically gave them they wiped out their gut so with some sort of antibiotic whatever just to get to 
to give it a clean slate again, put mm-hmm. them back together, and then what they found was the mating preference was non-predictable. So it was just a free-for-all wow. kind of orgy. So the gut microbiome, what they, what they basically concluded from that research was diet affects gut microbiome, and yep. the gut microbiome somehow has some sort of, whether it's pheromone or whatever it is, or yeah, some sort of yeah. relationship with the, with the mental emotional state and, and was the driving factor for um, sexual preference preference yeah wow which is quite interesting it yeah. makes you wonder a little bit if your partner goes out and has to have antibiotics or something is that gonna yeah you know, what sort of wildly you know personality kind shifts it's like that what part of me actually chose you was all this stuff that, yeah. yeah that's in- interesting and then some of the, and i mean granted it's fruit flies but yeah it's interesting but then a lot of the studies are done with mice as well mm-hmm. um where they've done um well they've done a lot of the stud, earlier studies were done with with rats and mice but they did um what's a good one they took two different strains of mice so the b-a-b-a-l-b mice which is generally more i think they're more um, outgoing and exuberous by nature mm-hmm. and the nih swiss breed of mice which are more anxious and timid by nature it's just kind mm-hmm. of their makeup yeah they basically did a fecal transplant from one to the other and they found that um they uh, created complete personality shifts. Yeah, wow. So those, they, they took on those personality traits from the microbiome of the mice that they received, essentially. Wow. Um, and then they're seeing that congruent now across the board with humans, all your fecal transplants, and you're starting to see these kinds of things come up. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of just a little just a little snippet of insight into how powerful the microbiome yeah. is. Yeah. But there's research that's being done on um, certain probiotic strains and using, I think I was reading one this morning where there was a study they looked at um, bipolar disorder and they found that those in the intervention group with a specific probiotic cocktail, so some specific strains, and they followed them up after a certain period of time versus those that didn't have the probiotic, there was less um, uh, readmissions to hospital in the group that received a probiotic. Yeah. Um, there was a, a, a really good study where they did this was quite a small study this is, I think this, the sample size is only about 100 yep. it was randomised controlled trials so they, had, they had like 50 mm-hmm. um, 50 people in the probiotic group and yep. 50 in the placebo group and what it was is they looked at infants that were given a specific um, probiotic so mm-hmm. like the bacillus rhamnosus GG for the first 6 months of life and then they tracked them all the way to age 13 and then they looked at the diagnosis rate that they had that of Asperger's disease and ADHD. So what they found was there was about 17% of the group that were in the placebo group, so that didn't receive the probiotic, they received like the sugar pill or whatever for the yep. first six months of life. At age 13, 17% of that group were diagnosed with either ADHD or Asperger's. You don't have a guess at how many in the probate, probate what the percentage was in the probiotic group at age 13? 30, 40? None. So none. So kids, the kids in the group that received lactobacillus rhamnosus GG for the first six months of life, at age thirteen, none of those kids, that 50, 50 odd whatever it was, Whoa. were diagnosed with that with Whoa. either ADHD or, or Asperger's. Whereas the ones in the placebo group, so they didn't receive the probiotic, they mm. received the placebo. They had seventy percent of the, that group were diagnosed with one of those conditions. So that's outrageous. Again, it's a small sample yeah, size. It's, it's not. It doesn't have a huge clinical weighting or anything like yeah. that. But it's interesting. It just and it makes you think. Yeah, it makes you think. And um, there's largest studies that have been going on now, and um, 
but yeah so i mean other things that trying to keep it fairly simple for you like serotonin about 90 percent of that's produced in the gut microbiome or it should be um dopamine somewhere between probably 50 and 70 percent is Mm -hmm. um so it's producing the gut it goes up the gut brain axis of vagus Mm -hmm. nerve and all the collection of neurons to the brain has its effects and so Um, serotonin dopamine if for those that don't know what are they responsible for so serotonin is more i guess put simply like if you feel good neurotransmitter so the happy happy hormones type of thing dopamine is more centered around reward pathways and things Mm -hmm. like that so um and pleasure seeking and that kind of stuff Mm. um and then there's a couple other neurotransmitters there's GABA yeah so gamma aminobutyric acid that's an inhibitory neurotransmitter helps sort of calm us down so kids generally with ADHD or autism and things like that tend to have lower levels of GABA and higher levels of glutamate so glutamate's okay. the opposite to 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 GABA it's more neuroexcitatory yeah um, but again same sort of thing certain microbes produce those those um, neurotransmitters so mm-hmm. dysregulation or dysbiosis in the in the gut is mm. going to interfere with those kinds of um, important neurotransmitters transmitters for for mental emotional health yeah um in kids adults that the works um, yeah wow well, i don't just trying to think is anything else that i can kind of rattle off for you or mm. is that enough no that's solid yeah that's that's that, that's funny it's more just like so all the feel-good hormones and all the i guess i guess drive related i mean we didn't talk about testosterone but like mm. dopamine and serotonin yeah if you're trying to feel more connected in your relationships or live a happier mm. healthier life and hormonally that's not taken care of you're going to struggle essentially exactly yeah. and food addictions or any addictions really yeah. is you know part of the the driving force behind that is i guess that dope those dopamine pathways and rewards God reward yeah. systems so yeah. people struggling with um you know food addictions and stuff like that and they're constantly trying to get that little dopamine hit you know yeah you associate that and they get that little surge in dopamine and mm-hmm. it's this vicious cycle yeah so Part of that can be gut microbiome related. There could be other mechanisms as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely in and around that for sure. Yeah. Um, something else was in my mind then as you were saying that. Um, couldn't have been too important. Lost it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so for the average person, like, is it pretty much the only way? And this has been like, I guess, the million dollar question, but like, other than going, because like you say, it is more of an investment in time, mm. money, energy to get the stool sample, the stool analysis, and to go through that pathway. Mm-hmm. If somebody's like, yeah, there's something that might be out of whack with my gut or whatever, are there some things that you can just do that across the board are going to help with everybody without having to go down specific? Or is it pretty much like as soon as you think that you know your gut might be a source of of what's going on just Mm. bite the bullet and and go down the specific pathway yes uh there's definitely things for sure and i we do i I in some ways try and talk people out of stool testing okay like when people come in it's when we do an initial consultation it's kind of like well you know we can we can you know you probably need to dial in these other factors because other thing is like it's not the magic bullet, I suppose. Yeah. Um, it is very useful. Yeah. I'm just trying to work out how I articulate this. You still have to have the, the, the basic foundation principles dialed in. Otherwise, awesome. there's no point doing a stool test and this happens. You get the... And 
it's interesting because their gut microbiomes are usually you can kind of guess what's going on in there. Well, I can guess what's going on in there because I, I can see in their personality what they're doing gotcha. and they're after the like they you know they're off one thing to the next. You know, they're yeah, doing hormone tests and yeah. blood tests are doing next fancy test after next yeah. fancy test and never investing in properly and actually doing the work. So that old chestnut doing the work exactly. Yeah. So and I think like you know some of that is actually is gut microbiome related that's mm. you see it's you know and then there's ocd tendencies all these compulsions and stuff like that you know there's associations with things like um i think more streptococcus overgrowth some of these mm-hmm. some of these bacteria um so um i try and make sure well these days it's more of a selection criteria actually because we have more of a weight list now and anyway, yeah. it comes to taking on clients because we're just at that point so it's yeah I actually get people to fill in the questionnaires first and the, all my paperwork. Mm-hmm. And um, even that is a test in itself as to whether I think someone's even, if it's just going to be a waste of time and coming because yeah. the paperwork can be quite intensive. There's mm-hmm. it's quite a bit to it. So when I get these responses back that are just these blase answers and it's like, yeah, you know what, you're not, you're not going to be able to commit to a six month program yeah. and make the actual changes that are necessary. Here. Yeah. This is just a fad thing for you. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of flirted around your question a bit there. Um, <laughs> so I think it's important that people have the, the foundational principles dialed yeah. in, and that's you know your basic dietary stuff. And, yeah. You know, so really what's, what 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 do you take people through with those foundations? So um, whole foods diet. So yep. try and minimize all your you know keep as you know the general principle like when you're shopping at grocery stores around the perimeter, yeah. not in the aisles and stuff yeah. like that. So try and stick to your fresh foods and stuff like that. Yeah. When it comes to meats, making sure it's you know grass fed as a bare minimum and mm-hmm. um, ethically sourced, all that kind of stuff, organic mm-hmm. preferably. Mm-hmm. And same with produce, organic um, preferential because I mean, it's no point um, taking all these probiotics if you you know in, taking in all these. In insecticides herbicides mm-hmm. pesticides from your, mm. your produce into your gut and just wiping it out anyway yeah, yeah um so so those kinds of basics water proper adequate um water intake and quality water mm-hmm. as well so um i have a specific water filter that i recommend with with people mm-hmm. um we've been affiliated and, and aligned aligned with them for a while and have a discount that we we have for clients nice um then um and like exercise and that and that that proper mix of exercise and rest as yeah. well so some people obviously overdo it yeah um and that can be a, too much of a form of stress if they're already mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a stressed state yeah um because the body is just you know, it's just it's a it's a, it's a bunch of you know biological oscillators i suppose i mean you'd understand this as a as with the phys, with your physio background like the lymphatic system yeah. and so it needs that constant pumping mechanism going so if, you, if you're sitting down all day long and you, everything just becomes stagnant and yeah. congested and you know your bowels probably going to be more sluggish and aren't flushing things through and if you're not flushing your your fecal matter through then that's going to cause a toxic colon and mm-hmm. reabsorption of lipopolysaccharides and toxic material and fecal matter and so on yeah so yeah i guess those basic kind of things sleep's a huge one yeah um, that I, I fucked that up at uni like <laughs> and that's what had probably where I got to with the bacterial infection because mm. I was very driven at uni I, I wanted to excel and I mm-hmm. did and I came out with three or four of the major awards yeah um but 
I didn't sleep much at all. Like I was trying to sneak as much time gotcha. in the day as possible and night so I could study. So I was, yeah. I was reading books on how to all these guys that were promoting that you don't need all this sleep and that kind of thing. You can yep. you just know how to fine tune <laughs> nap at this specific time and eat this, these foods yeah, and that. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. You need to sleep. Yeah. Um, so making sure people have all that dialed in mm-hmm. and kind of as we sort of alluded to a little bit before the podcasting, we'll talk about the red light therapy and sort of all the blue artificial stimulation. Yeah. And so I have I basically every client gets like the, I guess the list of things and it's mm-hmm. quite exhausting and, and everything, but the information's there for them and you know, even just simple stuff like um, at home at night pulling your Wi-Fi routers out um, yeah. before you go to bed because that's been sh- the EMS being shown to um, interfere with hormone levels and this is where it gets hard to appreciate for some people because this is the invisible stuff yeah. dealing with um, light yeah. which I guess technically is not invisible but yeah. the different spectrums of light right yeah um, and then your EMFs and stuff like that because mm-hmm. you can't for the most part see it we don't appreciate the effects it has Big like time. I'm sure everyone's felt when they've been on their phone their ear get hot yeah right if they're actually holding it yeah there. so imagine what that's doing for a man with his phone in his, in his pocket, pocket next to his nuts like mm. just cooking his his ball sack basically yeah um and then you look at the rate of fertility just dropping staggering. steadily I used, I used to know the stats on that and it you know it wows people when you when you can pull it off but so i can't i can't um share it with you at the moment because i can't remember but if you knew if i could it, it would blow your mind i remember seeing it and it was like a steady decline of like 1.5 percent a year for, mm. for like 40 consecutive years or something yeah it's crazy yeah and it's like and okay. then women get all this pressure put on them but like yeah blokes have to show up and take their ownership for this too and, <laughs> yeah. and when i do that's another uh, part of the clinical practice i do i do like to work with with conception yeah um, okay so cool i try and promote getting we get the family involved the male the female and we run through a certain set of tests that we like to do in terms nice of bloods one. and that kind of stuff and working preconceptually and through um, pregnancy and those first few years of life with the kids because knowing what I know now with the microbiome and that critical importance of the, especially those first three years of life yeah, and even really preconception when you look at it, yeah. but in terms of the microbiome and the shaping of that, those first three years of life is so critical for acquiring um, a robust microbiome that which creates the core of the microbiome that we acquire that we carry through life and that shapes can be a huge determination yeah. for your life down the track mm-hmm. so that's so I'm, interesting I'm very much in line with that with going down that path more so now yeah and when i i suppose get my act together a bit and take, maybe take a bit of time out of practice and i guess not well, i suppose market it more and, yeah and and set up um business uh, procedures around involving that um I, I have no can idea see myself you did that going stuff. down that line. Yeah, I love it. It's so yeah. rewarding. I can imagine it'd be even incredibly. Yeah. And and I almost see it in some ways as like medical malpractice, not prescribing certain probiotics gotcha. for women when they're pregnant and the kids when they're young. Because um, a good example is that, uh, that one that I said before, lactobacillus lactobacillosomnosis yeah. GG. I mean, there's been enough studies out there now to show that mothers who take that and the infants who take that have decreased incidences of things like um, atopic conditions or eczema immune uh, allergies immune system dysregulation yeah, like wow. in my mind it's like i have a duty of care to, yeah. s- to say you got to take this type yeah of thing that's yeah that's yeah how powerful i i see it from the research that yeah. i've looked at and it's phenomenal to think about the um 
and it kind of makes sense as you say it but i hadn't really thought about those early years because mm. i have read a lot and about like the neurological function the importance of those first seven years and mm-hmm. what happens there but um yeah hadn't thought so much about the the gut stuff on that so mm. um yeah so combining that with you know the parenting side of things yeah. as well that obviously yeah like significant you seven years of life and what you subconsciously inherit there yeah. and the traits and the um the programming yeah like, that's that's huge too yeah yeah that's not something i suppose where i really that's not my my role it's something that i probably as i get older probably will merge down that pathway mm-hmm. more so and mm-hmm. you know expand it more holistically but for yeah. now kind of teaching what i've kind of gone down and yeah maybe align with some other people to yeah but that's where all this where this stuff all fits in, right? Yeah. It's all education, opening up some perspectives to people and things to read and 100%. listen to and research themselves. Yeah, and and because we, because Kat and I were we're seventeen weeks pregnant, and mm-hmm. so we did, um, and she was on a plant based diet for quite a while, and we sort of opened up to the idea of children last year. And she was quite anxious, and and nothing really happened, and then so we just sort of shelved it mm. and really just went in on our health and just kind of self research stuff I knew and just having that time for us both to consciously commit to that it made like the biggest difference and then the first time we pretty much tried to conceive in august this year we 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 did yeah um and it's like that prep time but to have the guidance like Mm. that's cool i didn't know you did that like yeah yeah. if cat cat listens to this one i'll tell her anyway but (laughs) yeah um she'll be people to say the very least take the the probiotic yeah 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 wow yeah, yeah. That, that's and it's cool. a specific that's the other thing it's a specific probiotics that's where this where it gets all confusing and it drives me drives me mad this I guess is going to be one pro- of my questions yeah this whole probiotic <laughs> industry and much like kind of what we did with antibiotics so we you know we thought it was going to be the answer for curing all these diseases we ended up over abusing it and creating a, a massive more of a massive problem don't get me wrong it's you know they saved lives and they did their purpose but they we kind of messed it around a little bit in yeah. the early days. Um, I think probiotics are kind of heading that path too. Like people mm. just taking them for this and that and not even knowing what it is. And, you know, someone says, oh, you got to have one that's got all this diversity or you know, all the different strains, you know, yeah. more colony forming units. The more it's, the better. It's, uh, <laughs> it's sadly not that, not as simple as that. Yeah. 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 So, so speak, speak into that more like a little bit around um, like, is it like you'd go to a doctor and they'd give you a specific antibiotic based on what was going on? The same thing applies to probiotics in terms of depending on what's happening in your mm. gut, you need specific. Yeah, that's a that's a good analogy. Yeah, so it's because there's there's lots of quite a, well there's quite a lot of different probiotics. So and it comes down to more the, the actual strain of the probiotic where the where the magic is or the gotcha. the prescriptive power, I guess. Okay. So like you know, for instance, say someone has. Um, chronic constipation or something like that you're going to want to use probiotic strains that have efficacy for improving bowel transit time Mm -hmm. which there's a few that can do that there's not a lot but there's a few that have been studied that can do that and on the other flip side of that there's some that actually slow down bowel transit time so if by default you're just going to your health food store and just grabbing a probiotic because you you know you're all bunged up and got constipation you just go on by chance whether you're going to get it right or make it worse or Mm -hmm. Or just waste your money and do nothing at all together. Yeah. So um, that's kind of where it's quite powerful. And then I guess the devil's in the detail a little bit with even within the, the nomenclature. So 
for instance, like Lactobacillus plantarum 299V. So Lactobacillus is a genus, plantarum is the species, 299V is the strain. Mm-hmm. That's been a study showing um, efficacy for medically diagnosed IBS. Yeah. But at the same name, Lactobacillus uh, plantarum, so same genus, same species, plantarum, um, I can't remember what the specific strain is. It's like maybe MF. 198 or something yep. like that basically sound it's pretty much the same thing yeah slight different genetic variation so it's not the 299v strain which helps ibs it's the other strain actually has been shown to make ibs worse yeah okay so gotcha it's just important it, it, my I, my piece of advice to people is don't take probiotics like gotcha just, just um just for the sake of it because because so know, don't just go into that. your health food shop and grab one no. so how would they if then other than seeing a, a specialist or somebody in it, is there ways to more thoroughly research or would you just recommend finding a holistic GP or somebody like yourself or somebody who's well-versed in this and chat to them? It's worth I think that time. That's, that's the, the the most cost-effective and ethical way of doing it yeah, in cool. my mind. Yeah, it's um, good to know. I mean, it's been a little while since I jumped on the internet and had a little look around. I mean, maybe there's more people... I mean, because there's not that many people really with this kind of knowledge that are actually teaching it's even within the you know the naturopath world and that there's i'm sure there's there's plenty of practitioners but not everyone's equipped and up to date with all this so um so i guess it comes down to getting a reputable practitioner that really is honed in on all this and yeah best way to just just quiz them and i suppose and find out if that yeah um so that's probably the best bet yeah um and then, but I mean, if you just wanted to get some some probiotics, I suppose, into your gut. I mean, there's thing there's food based sources as well, like you get yeah. your fermented foods, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, in which case, you know, you might it might not be the perfect thing for you. Like you might you might already have maybe some overgrowth of lactobacillus. It's not all that common, but it does occur. Yeah, and you're going to have these fermented foods, or you're going to have a probiotic, and you're going to potentially make that worse but with the fermented foods at least you're getting nutrition that goes along with it as well not just a random bomb. yeah so you're getting your vitamin c your b vitamins it's pre-digested already it's got the prebiotic fiber that's a part of it it's got yeah. chemical com- sauerkraut for instance got chemical compounds in it that are um and they have been shown to be anti-carcinogenic so the indole 3 carbonyl and the dim all those estrogen detoxifying compounds yeah. which aren't in raw cabbage so they have to go through that fermenting process gotcha. to produce those so at least say you take your fermented foods and you're not doing yourself massive favors from the probiotic side of things or maybe it's not quite doesn't fit your unique microbiome yeah. at least you're getting all the other benefits that go yeah with it. probiotic there's nothing else yeah is all you're taking is a probiotic yeah and wasting your money and potentially your money. potentially yeah. making things worse yeah, yeah. that's, so that's probably, good to know i'll probably get the probiotic companies knocking on my door at yeah. my point <laughs> trying to take me down but yeah um that's just how i see it yeah no that's yeah. good to know and so like on that note i guess on this, because this wave of gut health, fermented food, kombucha, seasonal <laughs> cleansers, yeah. like, and we're not going to dive into all of them, but is there anything that you haven't mentioned already that you see that is potentially concerning? And mm-hmm. on the flip side of that, on this wave of things, what are you seeing that excites you most about the awareness building around these things? Um, I guess the exciting thing is, I suppose people are doing all this sort of stuff because there, there's awareness that's being generated. And I suppose yeah. that can only be a good thing i yeah. guess the concerns i have 
um, which I shared in another podcast recently, was things like the seasonal cleansers and that, where people are doing taking these you know broad spectrum herbal cocktails of yeah. all these antimicrobials and things like cascara that will flush your bowels, but should never be taken long term. Yeah, can deplete minerals, especially potassium and stuff like that. Um, but just taking just blindly going in and taking these big cocktails of gut cleansing, detox, fiber blends, and herbal yeah. blends and kind of doing their own parasite because it's nuke. natural it can't harm you right <laughs> yeah supposedly yeah it definitely can yeah and it does and i've been on the receiving end of that um which i won't i won't go into to, to, to today but yeah suffice to say um that i don't um, i have concerns around that i think gotcha. you're better off just putting your eggs in and your in your money into just quality good nutrition year round yeah and if you want to you're curious about your gut microbiome and that just just invest in maybe doing a you know proper still analysis yeah. work with someone who knows what they're doing and and be um, take the sniper approach as opposed to the shotgun approach. Yeah, because yeah. It, it bit me it bit me on the on the ice big time when I yeah. when I was less educated with all this and took all the you know the the all natural cleanse type of yeah. stuff and um, there's plenty of other variations out there now with all the different um, antimicrobial herbs mm. and that and I just caused to way too much collateral damage and yeah i'm still to this day i, I believe rehabbing that the yeah, damage wow. that was done from doing yeah. a 60 day um like parasite cleanse and all that yeah. kind of stuff interesting and it's mm. it's it's funny because on the outset it might look like a cheaper option like oh i can just buy mm. that thing and do it and order it there's a sale yeah but it's almost pretty much guaranteed always in the long run going to cost you more yeah. than actually just doing the thing and doing it properly yeah yeah, yeah agree. Cool. that's good to know um i want to circle back to the comment you made about like the young guys and mm. erectile dysfunction or, or um and bring in the conversation around testosterone okay um yeah. and and just what yeah, what what your experience is with with working with guys who do have low testosterone, and then the link between because I looked at like the the symptoms of low testosterone is pretty much like like all the the stuff of mental health and depression. It's like yeah. the same list overlap. Big yeah, time, yeah, and then so, thyroid dysfunction as well. You're throwing the mix. So yeah. I see, do see that hand in hand. Those two kind of go together when you see uh, low testosterone levels in a in a youngish guy. Uh, uh, it seems to kind of mirror up a bit with um, with thyroid um regulation issues yeah, so whether okay. it's like low t3 syndrome or something where you're not mm-hmm. converting your t4 to t3 properly and so t4 is the inactive form t3 is the active form of thyroid mm-hmm. um which sadly again it going back to i guess mainstream medicine they don't really routinely look for that they, yeah they'll do a tsh and by the time tsh goes out like that things have been brought under the hood for way too long and then it's very reactive so yeah it's a very reactive approach to look at it so we're fortunate to have an integrated GB to work with where we generally get to see those results and mm-hmm. can catch it early. But, um, well, I mean, for instance, if you've got low T3, I mean, some of that conversion for T4 to T3 happens in the gut by the gut microbiome. I think it's about 20, 20% of it. Oh, yeah. So it all kind of all interrelates with the gut in terms of hormones from in that perspective. Mm. It's not the only case, but then there's, then there's also... Um, you know, certain gut microbes that are associated with autoimmune issues and potentially triggering them on, so triggering them off. So when you're going back to the thyroid again, if there's thyroid antibodies and things like that, there can there's potentially this gut overlap issue that's going on there. Um, and yeah, so and inflammation's a big driver of um, thyroid dysregulation okay. and and hormone dysregulation. 
um, which again, sort of some of that comes back to the gut. The gut controls a lot of that. The, and if you've got a lot of pathogenic overgrowth, that will produce inflammation as well. Mm-hmm. So it will add fuel to that fire and that kind of interrelated mixture of um, hormones and immune system and so on. Mm. Um, and then there's, I mean, the the I guess the elephant in the room is stress, right? Like that's that's the yeah. one of the biggest drivers of of these issues mm-hmm. probably more so than just the gut microbiome because yeah. it's, it's bi-directional the gut the gut brain axis but if things aren't right up top and whether that's um it can come back to many things but i guess where i see what i intuitively see is people just not living in alignment with their values yeah like whether it's there's no purpose or yeah. they're just stuck in a rut they're in relationships that are just toxic and yeah and so on and so forth this is probably your bread and butter yeah um that's a, a big a big issue mm. and if we if i'm going to look at if we're going to pick on the young men i think to try and get back to your question in with, with low testosterone things like testosterone that with with young men um yeah, I think is having a strong sense of purpose and knowing what you want and where you yeah. want to go and, and that kind of thing um, will address many of those issues. Yeah, yeah, nice one. And so mm-hmm. looking at minimizing stress, because I couldn't agree more. It's like there's nothing more stressful than living a life that you know intuitively, whether mm-hmm. you're aware of it or not, if you know yeah. it's not off. Some people are better at it than others. They get it, they, they learn that quick. Yeah. Quicker than others. They, they, you know, the light bulb goes off and yeah. they don't ignore the little inner signals and messages and gut feelings i guess that, yeah yeah, that, yeah. That, are, that are telling them inside yeah um but uh it's huge and it, it's you just can't ignore it um mm. yeah do you see that with your um client base obviously they they would maybe come to you for more the um stool side more the physical health stuff mm. but do you see a are you starting to see a pattern with wow there's a lot of say stressful stuff coming in from relationships big or, time yeah yeah i think yeah. i had big. one last week where they came in wanting a stool analysis and i ended up saying um save you 380 dollars because this is not the, the driving factor i don't think is coming from it might be so much. there but It'll, it's not we could help you along with that and if finances were you know if you were if we didn't if we didn't have to consider finances at all then yeah sure we'd support everything at once but i think the highest priority for this person at this point in time with their resources is um what's going on in other areas of their life and i want to shit overshare yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. They might listen yeah. and whatever yeah. but um uh, there's other factors that yeah. are more, more pressing and, and important for that person yeah um yeah and, and i've had a few i mean i've sent um in fact i think i've got someone a patient who i've sent over to um, the hoffman process at the moment that's something that i went and did earlier on in the year which i found very beneficial yeah um so yeah just kind of yeah you just gotta there's so many different facets but yeah um, i think i guess yeah with, i mean in, with more, as time goes on i'm realizing more and more and and tuning in a little bit more so with mm-hmm. um like what where the higher priority yeah priorities are. and that's where i suppose the intake form doing having a solid intake form kind of qualifies people as yeah. to what are the high high priorities here yeah yeah so, uh, are yeah. there things um, non-stress related, like nutritionally, um, going back to the testosterone, mm-hmm. are there things, because obviously stress is the biggest killer, cortisol yeah, is the biggest killer. For sure. But aside from that, um, yeah, are there things nutritionally specific 
that are important and you see missed? Is there any supplementation? Because I know you're really mm. specific with any sort of supplementation if you do yep. prescribe it. You're specific. Like, have you noticed anything in that realm that does help or, or not um, as much as the other holistic factors? It's all supportive. Um, yeah. I mean, you can... Jeez, you can go on. You see, I mean, the classics are with men. Oh, you just got to take zinc, you know. But I mean, I had yeah, that's a patient in la- again. I think last week or the week before, where low testosterone levels and low free androgen, free androgen index, and um, low T three again. Um, but their zinc levels, yes, they were pretty low, but their copper levels were really low, like a- even outside the reference range. And the cerealoplasma, the transport protein for copper was was also very low. So that person you've got to be very careful with supplementing with zinc because zinc oh, and copper yeah. are antagonistic to yeah. each other. So if you over supplement with zinc, then you're going to displace that copper and even more further exacerbate yeah. that low copper issue. And copper is important with with neurotransmitter production, dopamine, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it's the more the longer I'm in, in this game, I guess the more I'm realizing how powerful testing is. Yeah, it's an old testing don't guessing type of scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so zinc's kind of generally one of, one of your, with testosterone, usually one of the ones that's recommended. But yeah, I've seen it enough times now where people have just um, uh, just over supplemented with zinc just because they've read it on a blog or something yeah. like that, and it's kind of mainstream knowledge that zinc can help with testosterone and so on. And they and all they've done is messed up their copper levels. Interesting. And created another problem. So interesting. Um, yeah, it's hard hard to give out specific supplement wise. I'm yeah, I'm quite quite picky with um, ever supplementing without any sort of formal testing. testing. Magnesium, I'm pretty lax with. Yeah, it seems to help quite a lot with most people, and you're not mm-hmm. really going to run into any dramas with that using the right the right forms of magnesium. Yeah, um, and I do quite, get quite specific. We use a specific magnesium in the morning and one at night. So different forms. One's more. Um, more energy gives you more energy other ones generally more around relaxation okay depending on what it's bound to nice one um so yeah so it's hard to yeah hard to, to give recommendations so no, again just a, going back i think the, the best thing is just to focus on diet and cleaning up all those kinds of things yeah like keep yeah clean, yeah squeaky clean diet focus on the 80 percent before you go looking for the one yeah, or two percent yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah no that's that's good to know but there is there's there was a there's a probiotic it's one of the lactobacillus reuteri strains i think they did a study on that i'm pretty sure it was in rats so they looked they found that it increased testosterone levels okay yeah um there's more recent definitely been more research in line with with female hormones than male hormones gotcha. when it comes to the gut microbiome okay. there's heaps on that like, okay um you know when especially when you're dealing with things like endometriosis which is a yeah. estrogen disorder yeah. primarily i suppose probably inflammatory Fairly driving. common pretty yeah quite it? common yeah, yeah for sure there's an enzyme in the in the um in the uh, liver beta glucuronidase that certain microbes produce and that's involved with um how you process estrogens and kind of unpack them or deconjugate them so then that can if you've got high levels of that then the it's, un, it's deconjugating the estrogen then it's recycling around through the body again and just causing havoc so you get that mm-hmm. estrogen dominance type scenario and yeah yeah the issues of your endo and that kind of stuff so yeah. um yeah, it's more definitely more in line with with female hormones than yeah. than the male stuff. Yeah. Do you think that's why you see more female clients, or, or no? No, it's I think it's in general females. They're, they're the, the for the most part more proactive when yeah, it comes yeah, to health. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when it comes to their family's health, like they're yeah. the, they're the they're the ones that make the health choices in the family yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gotcha. So I think that's that's, that's the biggest the, thing there. Yeah. 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 Cool. 
Um, you mentioned, uh, was it the Hoffman? Yes. You said, yeah. you said you referred a client there and you've got, but I've never heard of that. What's, what's so the, the Hoffman, Hoffman process? Um, it's named after a guy called Bob Hoffman. He started it quite many years ago and it was initially a, uh, a six month program where people literally took six months out of their life and they'd go into this, this process where it was um, going into like all your old childhood stuff, yeah. your programming, your yeah. parental upbringing, the traits and mm-hmm. all that kind of business. Um, and um, and I guess a form of psychotherapy, I guess. Yep. Um, so it was initially a six-month program. Then over the years, they kind of people just so time poor these days and make excuses, whatever. They can't take six months out. So they've, they condensed the same content and the same program down and down and down to the point now where it's a it's a, it's a week long process where you literally just go off the grid. You got to hand your phone in, all that kind of stuff. Yep. There's no communication with the outside world. Yeah, um, in a relatively small group um, with your yeah, facilitators, um, and the same content in a week basically is what it was in six months. It just Intense. means there's a lot more homework now. So I'm like I did it in uh, April this year, and mm-hmm. I'm still doing you know bits of homework that goes with it. So oh, yeah. they say it takes about two years to fully integrate and, wow. and put it all into to proper practice and stuff like that. But um, someone referred to it as a, a lifetime of psychotherapy in a week. And yeah, I guess wow. It's probably that plus more in my opinion. But um, yeah, I still do. I found it so useful. I still do um, follow up uh, consults with uh, one of the facilitators that was there. So yeah. we do routine sort of check ins and. I pay her to, to do more consultations and keep working with it and unpacking all the, the stuff that was brought up because it was pretty shaky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it rocked my world. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Had you um, done much of that kind of work before? Any sort of psychotherapy based? Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess I went into Paul Check's work after yep. after that experience those years ago and did his holistic lifestyle coaching program level one and two and spent some time with him um, when he was in Australia um, which there's definitely a bit of that. that mm. There's a bit of confronting stuff that comes up, but mm-hmm. often was definitely uh, a complete next level over that, I will say. I kind of yeah. had a lot of resistance going into the Hoffman thing. Oh, I've done all this and that. Yeah. And was, oh, a little parental stuff. Yeah. Mummy, she's daddy, she's yeah, right. I yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then got a, a, a fucking rude shock when I was there. Yeah, to, wow. Like, she'd come up and... And uh, the the awareness it was yeah it was yeah wild yeah highly recommend it but um, in fact I spoke a little bit about it, about it on a podcast and had a few people actually quite interested in it and asking me questions and stuff like that yeah you can actually jump on their website and you can do the they do have a free one hour consultation that you can do cool um, to get a bit of um, bit of info on it and yeah it's kind of a, a session I suppose. Um, and then from there, if it resonates, you kind of you go from there. But they don't do any marketing. It's interesting. They don't do any marketing. I've never nothing heard like of that, it. But it just packs out every time. Like they run. It's almost like once a month in Byron Bay, and it's all around the world. But they, in Australia, they do it in Byron Bay, and they get their twenty odd every every time. And it's just from people because it's so powerful for people. It's like oh, pure word of mouth. The whole time you finish out, you're like oh, fuck. This my, my mate's got to do yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, my brother's <laughs> got to do this. Yeah. Oh, this patient's got to do this. But which they very cognizant of in making sure that you don't go home and say tell your people your friends and that you've got to go do this you know because yeah. they tell yeah. someone they got to do it they won't they're not going to do yeah, it anyway 100 um so you kind of pick it a little bit more yeah and, yeah and drip feed it in but yeah. um yeah so it's it's amazing like i mean you get the powers in that right like if something's so 
so powerful that they don't have to do any marketing really yeah that's all internal referrals usually speaks for itself and that's in many ways i suppose i'm not to toot my own horn or anything but that's kind of how our clinic works like it's all pretty much internal marketing barely spend anything on yeah um like ads or anything like that yeah you google chiropractor bunbury we don't even show up on the oh really on the seo or anything (laughs) like that but we'll probably we'll change that a little bit more more as we expand a bit more with the other car when there's space to expand (laughs) yeah exactly run out now yeah yeah Yeah. um so yeah the hoffman back on that um that's probably all i really need to to share on that yeah week-long process we kind of go in and face the devil i suppose yeah (laughs) yeah and what shifts have you noticed in yourself sort of like april is there anything that like yeah like share whatever you're 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 open to Um, but what's a good one i can probably share um without spoiling it too yeah (laughs) uh well i guess i'd realized like all this right is just a a, in many ways a behavioral cover-up for my own insecurities and Mm. you know issues with um uh lack of self-worth and not Mm -hmm. being lovable at the core and all that kind of stuff so it's just validation right creating something that's successful and big and a name and doing all this research and establishing myself in the community as an expert i suppose it's just it's seeking validation at the core of it and i suppose um you know my upbringing i guess i my parents were together it didn't like didn't have any sort of major abandonment issues or or anything like that but dad was um he was there but wasn't there in many ways like in my early years like he was so busy on his business mate you know providing for us and yeah even though he's he's his factory was like next door to our house i didn't i wouldn't say i saw him a hell of a lot Mm -hmm. right so i probably in many ways um didn't really get the love that a little boy probably just strives for, you know, yeah. like just want, yeah. the, want the attention and love yeah. from, their, from their parents, um, which I st- had a s- strong connection with my mum. Like she mm-hmm. was a stay-at-home mum, so she spent a lot of time with her, and she she did the running around and all that kind of stuff. And I'd and very much a people pleaser. I'd kind of picked up on the fact that that at you know that's a trait that I picked up from her, and you know, being the mm-hmm. chameleon and the people pleaser and that kind of thing, and yeah. putting others' needs before your own and that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of sort of insights around there, and uh, if my dad does listen to this, I do I do love your dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, like, you, every time everyone's I do just a... doing what they know, what what they know at the time, and you know 100%. he he migrated over from Italy, I suppose, just to just to justify him a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Migrated over from Italy, they had nothing, so it was just yeah. started a business um, and a very successful business, and he did, did amazing in his own right, and mm. um, and he's very humble about his wealth, but. Um, yeah, it come at a cost in yeah. the sense that you know it meant that he wasn't always there for us mm. um, for everything, but it was there the best he could be. Mm. Um, and uh, Paul Check said something interesting, which was a quote from um, I think it was Carl Jung. Mm-hmm. He said that all 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 humans are tasked with the unfinished business of their parents. Yeah, and that really resonates with me. So no, that's it. The Hoffman, I suppose, probably brought that to light for me, and it's made me realise like you know as a parent what you know what i want to achieve and mm. how i want to show up and be a be a parent and yeah. what i can learn from all these experiences yeah so that's a, that's one snippet of yeah. of it that's yeah thanks a lot, for a lot more. <laughs> thanks for thanks for sharing that man i can relate yeah because like, my dad was a um crayfishman so mm-hmm. worked really hard and then we actually moved to perth um when i was seven but he was still fishing in savannah so 
again working hard providing for the family but mm. just physically not there a lot and it's yeah. crazy that even though consciously you can understand and as you grow up you can justify it yeah but there's still that emotional part of you where sure. needs weren't met and it's like what can i do i can get straight a's that'll help yeah, <laughs> like and exactly. then and then that extends so yeah um, yeah can, can definitely relate but i'm definitely going to check out yeah the hoffman process because i'd never heard of it before and you mm. think yeah and I, I heard it from it from my mates they they went and did it and i was having some relationship dramas and stuff like that mm-hmm. at the time and those oh you got to go to the hoffman it's going to sort you guys out <laughs> literally did i know that they that uh in the back of their minds like it's either going to it's either going to make it so or it's going to break it and in yeah. my mind i'm like oh it's going to sort us out there's going to be sick- and it's just like <laughs> we're yeah. going separate ways it's going to be significant change mm. and that's n- not necessarily a bad thing like no a exactly. lot of the yeah like which in, it wasn't i didn't initiate that but yeah it's more from her part but um it's the right thing yeah you know, like it's just it's how it is and you know, yeah um yeah it all works out yeah all comes out in the wash um beautiful man what um just to, to start wrapping things up is there anything that we sort of haven't touched on that that you're really excited about like at the moment Ooh. like what's yeah, what's exciting for you? You're, we, I know when we did the little tour of the place, there's yeah, you're yeah. flirting with expanding and doing different things. Is there anything that you want to speak to in terms of what you're what you're bringing into the world, or what you're excited about at the moment? Um, well, you know what? To be truthful, I've actually stepped back a, ro- a fair bit within the practice here, and um, my hours have cut back, and I have been focusing more on myself. Nice one. Um, which the paradox of that, I suppose, is. Um, even though I've made, I've cut my hours back to some degree. I'm just as busy, if not busier, like and sought after, mm. um, because I'm, you know, the old saying, I'm filling up my cup more so, and I've got more to give. I guess. Yeah. I've had a, I've had a lot going since the Hoffman. Like it's it's been a testing year. Yeah. Um. So it's taking its toll on me, and I've identified that. So it's time to you know put some protective measures up. So, um. I'm excited about, I suppose, just slowing this down a little bit in here and focusing more on myself. Yeah, and, nice um, one. Like, I mean, this, most days I'm training anywhere between two to four hours a day now, which is what I love. Nice. Like, I just love rehabbing my body and, well, not rehabbing, but um, improving upon all the years of the bodybuilding that I used to do and mm-hmm. the dysfunctions that were caught up in that. So yeah. being able to do back on phase with Edo Portel's training and just nice loving that and just getting all getting the goodness out of that again yeah um so yeah more excited about about me i guess i love it in a non-selfish way yeah well and it's like because that to me looks that's longevity Mm. because if you're doing it at the expense of self then yeah it's got a time limit yeah when when i come in here when i'm starting to come in here and and getting a little bit frustrated like not not coming in um you know not 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 running through the doors you know to get in here like i used to and yeah. that's not right in my mind it's it's incongruencies there so i've identified that to now be a bit more mindful and and get the get the spark back a bit in myself and yeah um, and then have that sort of more vitality to to shine in here a bit more again and mm. pass on that inspiration and share and and, and help people out that way yeah and um it's interesting i mean the, and then the amount of doors that open with that i suppose you know getting asked to be on more, way more interviews and yeah social media presence and just, yeah so it kind of has a flow on effect and just working on all those little little um projects that i have been for a while that have mm-hmm. been in the back of the mind which i haven't been able to really put out there because of 
giving i suppose i gave a lot in my previous relationship and at the expense mm-hmm. of myself mm-hmm. um and put my own business in terms of like my, the business here has been flourishing and i've put a lot of investment in here but giving into a relationship all the time at the expense of myself kind of meant that i could didn't have the time and resources for the other stuff that i like to do which is the teaching and the online yeah, presence and, so yeah. now just finding that my, my footing a bit more in that again has been yeah. exciting and we just actually just launched our new website so we've got more of an online store there that's got um all the good stuff that we that i like to use like the specific supplements and nice um, different you know whole food types of things uh and got a bit of content that i'll drip feed out and education yeah that, um that'll be up so uh, i do really want to do the um like an online course within the pregnancy and preconception like the microbiome <sighs> stuff specifically so yes. i have done a we did a workshop a while ago which is very well received but now I'd, I'd rather just run it again and just film it and then just have that available for people so then they've got all then they know what what it is so it's the specific probiotics to take you know, the foods or the oh, of all that kind of stuff so yeah that would be phenomenal that would sell like yeah. hotcakes yeah i know it will like <laughs> so I'll, I'll i'll make it happen it's yeah just, and there's at a the huge moment the priorities the getting doing the exercise a bit yeah. more and loving that the year of jeremy yeah putting yourself first i love it man good yeah. on you yeah and just outsourcing a lot of stuff like i've, I've um yeah, I've hired someone to do more content creation now and do the writing and that kind cool. of stuff so I don't have to invest my time in that. So that is time consuming, that stuff. Eh? It is. And <laughs> I used to see, it's kind of, I guess you just, once you get, you just kind of have to, um, you can't, I mean, it's a bit of a trade of mine, a bit of OCD, I suppose, which is a reflection of some of my gut bacterial overgrowth that I've had in the past. <laughs> but um, just having that, being able, just having the confidence in delegating stuff and not, doing everything yourself mm-hmm. which i'm just each year that goes by i'm kind of loosening the reins the reins on that so now yeah just having someone that's writing content and nice one. um yeah all those bits and pieces yeah. yeah epic amazing cool and where can everybody um find you on the socials and yep. website drop so, all your deeds and i'll put it in the show notes sure as well. so the website's holistic www.holisticlifestyler.com and then all the social medias, Holistic Lifestyle, Instagram, yep. Holistic Lifestyle, Facebook's Holistic Lifestyle. Um, there, the that's, that's pretty much where you'll find me. Yeah, on on those in through those. So the online stores, obviously, on the Holistic Lifestyle. Yeah, page. There. Yeah, I was having a little troll through that before. Mm. And we're just adding morning. more and more products as we go. Like I didn't want to put all of it up at once and then end up with heap of orders and then a problem trying to yeah yeah out the posty stuff because we kind of we've done the groundwork and kind of figured out bits and pieces how to how to do it so now it's just more yeah. let let it sort of run its course and, and do the it. fine the fine details but definitely yeah. the education stuff will will be the next priority yeah nice one beautiful well love your work jeremy thanks for taking Cheers. the time man thanks sally and that is a wrap thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed that conversation um, and Jeremy's got an awesome offer for you guys. So for anybody that wants to check out his um, fermented uh, fermented food cookbook, then you can get 50% off that. So that's at his website. I'll include all of that in the show notes and just use the discount code VIP Tully in all caps and you'll get 50% off that if you're wanting to just have a look at some ways that you can sort of better your gut health um, and your overall health and well-being. So definitely head along, follow Jeremy's stuff at Holistic Lifestyle. He's pretty active on Instagram. I follow him over there. Um, And if you haven't already, please 
uh, take the time to go and uh, leave us a review in the podcast app um, and just let us know your thoughts. Let us know what you're enjoying. Let us know what you want to see more of. Um, all that feedback is is really beneficial. And if you know anybody that could benefit from this, if you know anybody that's in the conception phase or is looking at their gut health or is just looking for ways to improve their state of being, if you know anyone like that, then send this episode to them. Either send the link or just take a screenshot, share it in your stories. Make sure you tag myself and um, Jeremy at Holistic Lifestyler and just share the love. Pay it forward. You might change someone's day for the better. So... Until next time, guys, I hope you are well, and this is Talia Connor checking out.